For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Man, it's the, that's the best part of the week right here, man. And get to come back with another show, man. This show is always the best show. Fridays is easy to listen to podcasts, man. You're happy for the weekend. It's been a long day of work, long week of work. Co-workers pissing you off. Everybody pissing you off. And now you get to reward, get rewarded with some good podcasting, man, from me and my friend, my guy, my turp, Billy Edwards Jr., Billy Edwards is coming to the show today, man, to talk about a little bit of his past, man, a little bit of his career, man. Overall, talk about the season, how he feel the Terps done so far up to this point, man. And I'm getting ready for a bowl week, man, get ready for that type of uh, craziness. It's about to be crazy, about to get a little week off, and then he goes right back to the action and get to figure out who they be playing in the postseason. So coming up next will be Billy Edwards Jr. Stick around right after this. It was great. Got better and basically being faster, stronger, powerful, and being more explosive. And now I'm out here competing and having fun. Running behind that fight offensive line, Derwin Graves did a great job tonight. With all the guys I played with, that was a fun experience being a part of, so I had fun with it. It's definitely been fun, man, so I appreciate all the coach staff and what they've done for me. Maryland's been a great school for me. Billy, what's up, brother? How we doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing real good, man. I'm excited to get you on, man. Uh, all year, man, you've been kind of one of those guys. I always like, man, I wonder what it's like to have him on the show, man. Uh, you've been a cool, cool guy, man. I always watch you play, man, and see how they bring you in for short yardages, man. It's always like, man, they only use it for short yardage. They can use it for much more. This guy's athletic. Yeah. Let's bring him in. Yeah. But, um. Uh, I mean, I know how it is, man. You got to play your role, man. But before we get to that point, man, first of all, how you doing, man? I know it's that crunch time of the year, man, and the semester, man. How, just how's school, man? How's everything? It's good, you know, no complaints. Obviously, you know, end of the season, end of the semester, you know, like you said, busy time, crazy time. But, you know, you just take it take it one day at a time. And, you know, whether it's knocking one class out, you know, I got some finals this week, things of that nature that, you know, I'm able to finish up some school. And then, obviously, you know, we had our last regular season game last week. Mm-hmm. For for bowl for bowl, you know, whoever we're playing in the bowl to come out. So it's it's a crazy time, but this you know, this time of the year is fun. So just trying to enjoy it and, and you know, yeah. knock out the classes and get ready for one more game. Yeah, man, for sure, man. Uh what what are you, what are you studying in school right now? I'm a communications major. So yeah, oh, wow. I'm uh wow. graduate in uh spring of twenty twenty four. So I got a couple classes in the winter yeah. and then a full load in the spring, so we're not. Wow, you're getting out of there early. Wow, man, that's amazing. What do you plan to do with that degree, man? You plan to come on to the podcast side, man? So yeah, come join yeah. me on the shell, man. Come join me over here on the shell. Thousand percent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if 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 I got to write it out perfectly, I definitely want to get in the you know something sports broadcasting, like you know this definitely something avenue that you're right down. Just anything where you know talking about sports, communicating about sports. You know, sports is obviously football is a big part of my life. It's been a big part of my life, and and my upbringing. So that's kind of the goal is, is to just, you know, use my communications degree and whatever I get my degree in grad school to, to keep me around sports. Cause that's, you know, it's pretty much all I've known. 
Yeah, for sure. Man, how how tough is those classes in Maryland, man? How tough is those classes? Um, they're you know, I wouldn't say they're they're horrible. It just depends, you know. I my mom's a teacher, so I think I'm pretty blessed. Where a lot of it, I think, in college is just about organization. You know, being able to yeah. manage stuff, time management. So I wouldn't say it's too bad. You know, I try not to. As I've gotten older, I try not to overstress about one. You know, one class over the other. I just go through. I uh, you know, a big part of it is organization, and then I give everything my best go and. You kind of, you know, you let the the chips fall as they will, but I wouldn't say it's too bad. You know, we have a lot of a lot of resources and help here too. So for sure, definitely, man. What is one thing you feel is the hardest thing as a student athlete, man, when they first transition from uh, high school to college, man? What is one one of the biggest troubles most students and student athletes have early on? I would say definitely early on would be, you know, the two things that I'd go one A and one B would be being away from home. You know, obviously like now you know, I'm, I'm at Maryland, I'm 35 minutes away from home, I'm closer. But when I was yep. a freshman at Wake Forest, it's obviously that's something tough because, you know, you're by yourself. And, and obviously, you know, a lot of teenagers want that, which, you know, they're obviously it's perks to that. But you're by yourself and you got a lot more stuff on your plate, um, which mm-hmm. is overwhelming in the beginning. And then, you know, one B of that is just time management because, you know, like you said, you're by yourself, so you don't have – you know, we have structure here when you're a student athlete, but if even if you are, like, you don't have anyone waking you up in the morning saying you got to do this. Like, you got to be on your on top of your game, on your P's and Q's, making sure you know you got all your all your ducks in line and, and everything's going well in your life, or else it can be it can get very chaotic and very overwhelming. So I'd say those two go hand in hand. You know, especially as a young person coming 100%. in, hundred percent, hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I, I couldn't agree with that more. I think that's one of the toughest things for me. I thought coming to Maryland was like just time management, man, having all that freedom and having ability to do whatever I want, getting a little scholarship check over there in Maryland. And it was just like going to hang out at Stamp Student Union. Should I go to class? I already hang out at Stamp right now. And then, oh. uh, especially, especially around 12 o'clock noon. I mean, that's when it's popping inside of Stamp. Everybody's around. Everybody's on past that Chick-fil-A right there. Everybody's the line. The line is wrapped around. Everyone is there, man. It takes it hours to leave that place. Line, so, the line go all the way down to like Panda Express. So sometimes yeah. you, gotta, you gotta choose your battles. If you got class in ten minutes, you're like, I can't go to the Chick Fil A today. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, I'll even go right, right across from the Chick Fil A and go to that McDonald's. I mean, either one of those, man. I mean, yep. it's crazy. But man, hey, that, that's that's the life of a student athlete, man. Early on. But, man, Billy, obviously, man, you've done a great job, man. You, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're a fantastic student in the classroom, man. You're a well-spoken guy, man. You talk really good, man. So I'm sure I'm sure that you're killing this communications thing right now. Man, we're going we're gonna to dive a little bit into your high school career, man. You're a local guy. You're from the DMV. I'm from the DMV. I'm from D.C., man. Uh, Locks, I was one of Locks' products, man. He kept me home and um, from going to Florida or Rutgers or, or who was it, Rutgers? No, it was Auburn. Auburn, Maryland, and Rutgers in my top three. At the time. He kept he kept me man, he kept me home, man. Man, you played ball at Lake Broderick, man, in, in Virginia, man, in Springfield, man. Where you from, man? Talk a little bit about what what is what, what is Springfield, Virginia, man, for people that don't know. Well, yeah, you know Springfield, Virginia. Uh, you know, obviously thirty five short drive away, thirty five minutes away. You know, you you get out of my neighborhood and you take you know you take two turns and you're on four ninety five and you can be DC in fifteen minutes. With no traffic, obviously, which you know, fingers crossed around here, that's almost never a thing. But <laughs> 15 minutes and college parking about 30. So I'd say, you know, I, I'm really like blessed to be to grow up and be where I'm be where I'm from because you know, I had a lot of things at, at my disposal growing up at my fingertips, you know, if I ever need to get anywhere. Um, and in that area, you know, there's there's a lot of good ball, you know, northern Virginia. Um, there's obviously mm-hmm. a, a lot of good, you know, I played against Westfield who won four straight state championships when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. 
played against South County. They were, you know, my junior year, the best year we had, they were, you know, unstoppable in their front seven. So they went 15 and 0 and won the state championship. So there's, you know, I was very blessed in that area. There's, you know, obviously good school, good, good football, just, it was, you know, good people. And it was, it was a great place to grow up in. And, you know, when I got the opportunity to come back to Maryland and come back home, it was, you know, a no brainer just because of how close it was. And, you know, I think there's a lot of similarities between College Park and, and Springfield, Virginia. So. For sure, for sure, man. We definitely want to dive into um, what brought you back, man. Before we get there, man, talk about your high school ball at Lake Broderick, man. Um, talk about some of your proudest moments there. Yeah, I would say, you know, I think my sophomore year, getting the chance to start as a sophomore, which, you know, at quarterback, I would, you know, it was, obviously is not impossible, but I couldn't remember a, a sophomore starter at quarterback in my high school in a while because, you know, I'd been around teams – uh, from Lake Braddock because my, my dad coached there for, for multiple years. My brother obviously played there. He's, you know, four or five years older than me. So I've been around Lake Braddock since I was probably 12, 13 years old. So, you know, starting there as a sophomore, as like a 15-year-old um, and, you know, taking over the the reins of that program after some pretty good players was was definitely a special part and, and getting the chance to play in those rival games, Robinson, South County, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, my first year start was against Westfield and they were coming off, I think, their third or fourth straight state championship. So, just getting that chance to to get that exposure and to play against some really good people and and be around really good coaches, you know, like I said, I've been around football my whole life. Uh, you know, as long as I can remember, my dad was a high school football coach for I think 34, 35 years in the Northern Virginia area. So, just being around then, and you know, we we obviously you know we we won some decent games my junior year. We we made it to the region championship, ended up losing to South County and. You know, the games were fun, but I think just the community, the Lake Braddock community and that Springfield Burke area made it fun to play for and, and really special mm-hmm. to be a part of whether, you know, whether we won or lost, there were there was always good times to be had there. And and obviously, you know, I definitely made some memories and, and learned a lot that obviously helped me and to grow into the player and person I am today that, you know, got me to where I am now. No, for sure, man. I mean, you're a hell of a player, man. I mean, I know definitely your time is definitely coming. Uh, I mean, sometimes you have to wait your time. And when it comes, man, it's going to make it feel that much more special. I mean, I mean, some of the great quarterbacks we know now, like Jalen Hurts, he had to wait his time. And he when he got his opportunity to shine, now we're looking at one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, yep. I mean, you, you're doing everything right, man. Just wait your time. Be a great teammate like you've already already been. So, you're the 42, you're 42 ranked uh, quarterback in the uh, area of Virginia. 42 ranked player in Virginia, I say. Man, first of all, being ranked, man, what does that feel like to be ranked, man? No matter where you get ranked at, just to be ranked, man, amongst a lot of great players and to say Billy Evans is one of those guys, what does that feel like? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that that made that feel surreal and, like, just, you know, have it feel like such a blessing it was was just being around my brother. Obviously, like I said, he was older than me, and and he didn't, you know, get re- uh, recruited as highly as me at a high school. He wasn't ranked as highly as me. And so, obviously, you know, I, uh, any of the the challenges that he went through in his recruiting process and, and just growing up, I was able to learn from, which, you know, I owe all my success, that I, especially that I had in high school, to him and, and you know, going watching him go through his process first. So it was just really cool and surreal, you know, when I got a couple offers, I got a couple, couple offers the end of my sophomore year, I believe, was my first first one. And then, I you know, going into my junior year, I think I had like six or seven, and, and that was when I, you know, got ranked for the first time. So that was definitely cool and, and surreal, you know, obviously as you get older, you know, you, you don't like to listen to that stuff as much, but definitely as like a 15, 16 year old, it was cool just to see myself even ranked, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't care what the ranking was, but yeah. just the ranking and, and be in that list of, of top guys in Virginia and, you know, the DMV was, was definitely, you know, it was it 
was cool. I don't know how else to say it. It was definitely, you know, it was awesome to see. I mean, I mean, a lot of people sleep on the DMV ball, man. DMV, we got some ballers oh, yeah. in this area, man, for yeah. sure. We got ballers, man. I know people talk about Florida, the state of Florida, which I live in now, the state of Florida. But yeah. they talk about Florida got the best ball down here. I mean, I, I, I see it. But I mean, DMV, we got we got a little bit of everything. Skill, exactly. O-line, D-line. I mean, Florida's just good for skill players. I mean, it's yeah. no, if, and, hey, and we, if you want to come, you know, you want to come – See some some offensive linemen. You go to you know you got the WCAC. You want to see some yeah. real players. We got Maryland, Northern Virginia. Yeah. We got a little yeah. bit of everything. So we I'm definitely got a fair share of everything here in the DMV. Oh, for sure, man. Man, you, you passed about five thousand yards, man. Uh, you had about seven hundred fifty rushing yards, fifty nine TDs, and six rushing TDs in uh, two seasons combined at Lake Broderick, man. How was that even possible, man? How was you able to do I know you give a lot of credit to your brother, man, and uh, I know your, bro- your your dad coached there, man. You've been around football since you was 12 or 13 years old. But those type of numbers, man, it's big time, man. And Virginia, where it's good football. Like yeah. talking, it's really good football in Virginia. How do you put up those type of numbers where you have constant D linemen like those guys coming out of North, Northern Virginia? Like I remember during my time, we had like Deshaun Hand, Deron Payne, yeah, yeah. all those guys just coming out of out of out of, out of uh, Northern Virginia back when I was playing. And I was yeah. like in 2012 and 13. Yep. Back yeah, then. Like, and Jonathan Allen, all those guys. But Jonathan Allen, yeah. I, you know, I, I, like I said, I give a lot of credit to the people I, you know, was surrounded with, you know, I had some really good teammates in, in high school, you know, I, my junior year, I had a tight end go to Michigan, Matthew Hibner, you know, we had, I think my junior year when I probably had my bet, you know, we had our best year as a team. I, our running back, I think ran for almost like 2000 yards, something ridiculous. So wow. you know, Murray went on to William and Mary um, kid of my grade, you know, hell of a receiver, Max James went on to James Madison. So I, you know, I was very, you know, fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of good teammates and, and the coaches, you know, like I said, they really trusted me from the jump. Coach Doc and Coach Cullen and, and my, you know, my staff from high school really trusted me from the jump as a 15-year-old to to go in there. And they gave me the keys to, you know, their Ferrari and, and let me take it for, for a couple joy rides for three years. So it was, yeah. you know, it was a fun ride. And, you know, I liked it. We were pass-heavy offense, a lot of RPOs. And, and, you know, like I said, all the stuff that we did there, I was learning as just as much from, you know, talking to my brother on the weekends. And he would give me, you know, he would give me play ideas and, and we, you know, we'd uh, incorporate that stuff in it to where, you know, it would, it would help us be really successful. So it was fun. You know, I just had a lot of, I had a lot of good people around me, you know, a lot of smart football minded people, whether it's teammates, coaches, family members that, you know, all kind of came into one to, to help me have a successful career there. So. For sure. For sure. And, and, and all that's true, man, because as a good player, man, there's always a good circle behind you or a good team behind you to help push you in the right direction. I mean, for me, I mean, I didn't really have a lot of supporters coming out, but uh, high school. But I knew playing in DC ball, man, that um, not wanting to go back to DC was my biggest supporter. Yeah. I would say that just the, the want to get away from the area, man. And I end up staying home and playing in Maryland, of course. But um, I was very close to being in Florida. I was close to being a Gator. Yeah. You know what I mean, but uh, locks talked me into it, making the best decision I ever could have made. The best best one in my life you know i mean that was the first important decision i ever made uh as being a being a young man going into uh, a human adult you know what i mean world so yep. for you man you made a lot of good decisions man early on to set you up where you are now and one of them was making a decision to go to wake forest what influenced that decision well i'd say the biggest thing you know obviously it was tough being recruited during you know the the pandemic the covid pandemic i think it was uh I was on the way home. Me and my dad were on the way home from a flight from Western Michigan. And like, you know, it was like March 12th or 13th or whatever, visiting them. Um, and they, you know, the next day everything shut down. So from then it was, it was kind of a uh, zoom and it was just tough, but I was committed to old dominion for about five or six months. And wake forest was like the first, 
uh, they were the first school to come watch me throw, like, I mean, days after my sophomore season. So they had kept in touch for, you know, over two years. And they offered me uh, probably a couple of weeks before signing day that there in uh, December. And it was tough. You know, I committed to Old Dominion. I was their second commit. I, re you know, recruited every every kid that committed there hard, like, you know, on Twitter, reaching out, kind of doing my part. And then when I got the opportunity to wake, you know, it was always my dream to play power five football and, you know, prove that not, you know, necessarily prove other people wrong, but prove myself right. You know, the, and, and the people that that helped me get to where I am. So when I had that, it was it was a hard decision, but it was really a no brainer to the sense of where, you know, I want to go bet on myself and, and go to the ACC and see what I can do. So for sure. Decision, but, you know, definitely glad I made it because obviously everything happens for a reason. And, you know, for sure. For sure. Who was some of the who was some of the other teams that was in the race to get you, man? Besides Wake Forest, man, and then who was your like your top two, three, four? I would say, you know, obviously Wake Forest came in when they did, and they were someone I had talked to the whole time. But the the ones that you know I had offers from and recruited me hard, besides Old Dominion, obviously, were like East Carolina, James Madison, some of the local schools, uh, Liberty liked me uh, a lot, um, and a lot of the MAC schools. The biggest thing for high school coming out of high school is I wanted to try to stay as close to home as possible, so I really liked you know, East Carolina, Liberty, James Madison, Old Dominion, those schools kind of within, you know, three, four hour radius. Um, and then, you know, there's certain things that, that make you want to go a little bit further when you get an offer like from the ACC and Wake Forest. So I ended up yeah. making that jump and, you know, it was five hours. It wasn't too bad though. I had, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of good people, Virginia Tech. I have a lot of friends there that was only, you know, an hour away. So it all worked yeah. itself out, but definitely, you know, trying to stay close to home was the main thing. So I focus on a lot of the schools in that, you know, close, closer radius. For sure. I, I think Wake Forest has always been a pretty good school, man. I had a couple of buddies that went to Wake Forest and uh, played in the league as well. Man, walk me through the journey at um, Wake Forest, man. Talk me, talk to me about your experience from the day you stepped on campus to the day um, football first began at Wake Forest for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know it was, it was a short time, but it was, it was, it was a, it was a quick, it was a quick, I don't even know if I was, was I was there maybe 10, 11 months, but the, the interesting thing about that, which I don't think, you know, many people, if anyone knows, is when they offered me, they offered me as a gray shirt. So I graduated high school in 2021 and they offered me to come in the winter in January of 2022. So I technically would have reclassed a year like I would have had to figure out, go to a school for a six month period to, to play ball or I could have stayed at home. You know, I don't know what I would have done. I hadn't really figured out until they called me, you know probably I think it was like 40 days before. So end of April. And we're like, Hey, we actually want you to come in June now. Like we want you to come when you, you know, we're normally supposed to as, as a, a class of 2021 graduates. So I was like, you know, I don't really have a choice. My, you know, my senior season just ended. So the day after my graduation, I graduated, went to my all night grad party and left my all night grad party at like four in the morning and drove five hours to Winston Salem and, and moved in. Uh, so it was definitely a quick turnaround. And, you know, I was, it was, we were like, we were coming out the, the back end of the, of the pandemic, you know, we had some in-person school and stuff. So it was, you know, it was, that was all new again. And then moving into school was, was definitely, you know, it's, it's one of those experiences that you, you kind of blur out when you go through, like, you don't really remember it. It's foggy because how much stuff has happened so fast. Yeah. But once I moved in, you know, I, I had, you know, the quarterback room there was really good. I had a bunch of, you know, made friends pretty quickly. There was a lot of guys from the, the Northern Virginia area already on the team and in my class. So it was a, uh, it was a quick, you know, I would say it was an easier transition than I thought um, outside of that first, like, you know, probably a couple, couple weeks. Definitely camp was hard. Going through your first camp as a freshman is, is – It was hard, you know, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. But, you know, that was that's a, a story of its own. But it was a good <laughs> transition. And, 
you know, going through the season, just try to learn as much as I can. And then obviously got, you know, learning as much as I did in the season, gave me the opportunity to have a good spring ball like I did. And then, you know, create some value for myself and, and get a chance to go in the portal like I did. So it was, you know, I, that one year there, I learned so much, uh, you know, I wouldn't change it at all. I, I met a lot of good people. I still talk to them, you know, to this day, I, my bye week I went down and watched some, some of my buddies play there. So it was a, it was a, a short chapter of my life, but definitely one that, that I took a lot away from and, you know, I'll remember. For sure. For sure. Man, talk about just the, the offensive system there, man. Like what type of style quarterback do you feel you are? Well, you know, after this year, it's hard to say I'm not just a runner, but I would, uh, <laughs> you know, I like to, I like to say I can do, you know, whatever the defense allows us to do. You know, obviously in high school, like people ask me in high school, I was not much of a runner at all. You know, I talked to my, my high school coach pretty frequently and he's like, dang, like we should have used you to run a little bit more. And I didn't really run the ball at all until I was a senior and I was about 225 pounds. You know, I'd kind of grown into my skin a little bit. So they felt more comfortable with me taking those hits. But, you know, I, I think I'm a, I'm a thrower first. Um, you know, a lot of the guys that, that I liked watching in the NFL that I think, you know, I can I can learn from because I think we have similar similar skills and attributes are like the Josh Allens, the Joe Burrows, who's, you know, moves less, but he's very efficient in what he does throwing the ball. You know, he doesn't doesn't take many sacks, get the balls out of his hand quickly. Um, those two, I think, are probably the, the two where I think I can see myself fitting the closest to just with how they play. And okay. you know, obviously. Every level you go up, you know, you can't take these hits like you could in high school. So, I'm, you know, I'm, sure. I'm, learning, that. I'm learning that as I go in. And sure. them. But just to having the ability to extend plays and obviously, you know, I'm a, you know, at least here I'm a bigger body guy. So they put me in some of those short, short yardage packages, which, you know, I think that's that's just another thing that I can help myself create value. But I think yeah. at the end of the day I'm a thrower. So I'm just trying to better that and, and get more reps of that. And whenever I get a chance to, to show that in a game, I, you know, I'll be ready. So when you look at back at Wake, man, what type of system they had you playing, man? I know you talked about a little bit how they got you now. Back then, was you more of a thrower or was you a little exposed to a little bit of a little bit of everything while you was at Wake? Yeah, I would say it was a little bit of everything. You know, the the offensive system that they run at Wake is is a deal of its own. I don't think anyone else runs it in college football. They, you know, they're slow mesh sort of thing. And, you know, I remember the the head coach, Coach Clawson, when I was there, like he kind of described it as like it's triple option offense and, you know, every – capacity in the sense of like every almost every play you know we did drop back and play action and and normal things like that but all our rpos you know we had our slow mesh so everything was a pass handoff or we could run it ourselves or we'd follow the running back so it was just i got exposed to a lot and you know i think the the biggest thing i took away from my freshman year obviously besides of what i learned in that offense was how to how to read defenses and you know how defenses as complicated as they can may look it's all a pendulum and they you know a defensive mm -hmm. team can only do so much because this guy goes here, most likely someone's got to go here. This guy's got to go there at all, you know, has yeah. has its cause and effect. So yeah, I was exposed to a lot of stuff. Got to be gap sound, man. Yeah, I was Every exposed to a lot of Every defense has to have a hold of fit. Yep. Man, when you, when you look back at their coaching staff, man, how was their coaching staff, man? How, how, how was they? Like, what type of coaches were they? Um, I would say, you know, the thing, the one thing about them, about there that, you know, I liked when I was there is there was no, they don't change much. You know, they, the most of the coaches had been there. They're, they're all very familiar with each other. They'd been there for, for multiple years and, and they had developed that system together. You know, yeah. my office coordinator there, Coach R, that was, you know, that system, the slow mesh system was kind of his baby. And him and Coach Clawson kind of tweaked it over the years to, to get mm -hmm. it as successful as it was. Um, but they were, you know, they coached you hard. And, and that was, you know, that's the one thing I, I liked about my freshman year. Obviously, in the beginning, it was tough to, to understand that, you know, when you're 
18, 19 years old and you're going through your right. first camp and you're getting, you know, right. earfuls. But I think that that only bettered me as a player for, I mean, when I was there, obviously, to get the chance I did in the spring. Um, you know, I, I learned from any mistakes I had made in the past. So they were, they were, you know, they, they coached hard, but they were, uh, they were all very familiar with each other and it made it easy. You know, they all knew the system pretty well. So it was fun to, you know, for my first college season to, to get exposed to that. Cause that's, you know, that system, I don't know if we'll ever see anyone else run a system like that. So it was good to, to get that experience and information and, and, you know, knowledge in in my toolbox for whenever I can use it. For sure. When you think about all that, man, and you think about all this is going on during that short stint of 11 months, you say, when did you know you was finally leaving Wake Forest? When did that come to your mind? Um, I would say, you know, we had the spring game. I think the spring game was like the first or second week in April or yeah, in April. So that was fairly early for the rest of them. Um, it wasn't probably until, you know, maybe like a week or so, maybe around a week or so after that, where I was like, okay, maybe this is like a real thing. Right. that you know maybe I want to do this just off off the situation I was in and and you know what I thought I could get when I left um but I always say you know I always joke about this but you always you know I I was never prepared for it but I was always prepared for it if that makes sense to where you know you never know how how things are going to unfold so when I talked to my dad for probably like 3 weeks about it I was stressed out more than you could imagine I'd sit outside my dorm room at like 3 in the morning talking to him like dad like how are, you know, is this what I should do? How are we going to do this? Cause you know, transferring it's a stressful process and it was completely new yeah. to me. You know, I didn't really know anyone that transferred prior to, to playing college football. So it was, I would say, you know, I think I entered the portal like the second to last day I could. So I definitely took every last minute I could to try to think about the, the decision that I was going to make. And then once I made it, you know, never looked back. I knew regardless, even like making the decision to, to go to Wake Forest out of high school and every big decision you have in life, I think you're always going to have regrets. You know, I, you're never going to make a, a decision to be a thousand percent. But the one promise I made to myself is as soon as I make this decision to, to enter the portal, you know, you never know what's on that other side, but I'm going to go at, other, at that other side, you know, a million miles per hour, full speed and, and take on whatever comes my way head on. So that was, that was probably the best thing I made. And then, you know, obviously it worked out. I got, you know, I had a, a good amount of schools, a lot more than I probably anticipated, but once I got the opportunity here, it was kind of a no brainer to, to get a little bit closer to home. So it all worked itself out, but I definitely, you know, definitely had to, to think about that decision for quite a while. For sure. For sure, man. And uh, I know it's tough, man. I've never been in the transfer portal. never had a transfer, man. So I can only imagine, I mean, what that's like, man, knowing that you went all the way here and you was high on a certain decision and you just felt like you needed more out of your career. You feel like you could get more. And yeah. it's like, okay, now you have to go into a transfer portal. Like you said, I don't know what's on the other side of that door. It's like, whatever comes, I have to take it because I'm in this portal. I can't go back. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean, and um, that's a tough decision, man, because almost like playing with the unknown. You just don't yep. know what happens after. Did my yep. career ends after this? Do no one wants me? Do I have to go to a Division three school now because I can't go to Power Five? I went from a Power Five school now to a D three. Just yeah. never know. And um, you made your way back to Maryland, man. Who helped you with this decision? And you said your dad. He's on the phone with your dad for hours and hours to the last minute. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would say it was my my dad, the probably the number one. You know, I talked to my high school coach a little bit, but obviously it's tough you know, not having someone be, in, you know, in your circle 24-7 and know the situation. And even some of my friends at Wake that just, you know, obviously my best friends, my guys, obviously, you know, they're biased towards me. They were my, you know, my supporters, my right-hand man. So when I would talk to them, it was just like, you know, like you said, what do you want to get out of your career, you know, because you, you know how you kind of understand how the situation is here for another year. 
Um, you know, you had you had a really good spring. You created a lot of value for yourself. So do you want to do you want to try to cash in on that value and see what you can get out of it? So those were, you know, the short circle. But definitely, you know, my dad, my 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 mom obviously doesn't know too much about the ins and out of college football, but she obviously yeah. gave me her her uh, words of encouragement. But really, it was my dad and then my couple of buddies just trying to to figure out, you know, if, if I wanted to essentially bet on myself and, and see see what was on the other side of that door. But I had, a, you know, a lot of good people in my ear and a lot of good people helping me helping me kind of weigh the pros and cons. And so it was, you know, it was a stressful situation, but, you know, one that I'm definitely stronger for making. For sure, for sure. I want to take a break right here to say I want to give a shout out to my partners over at Smash Up Fantasy Football. These guys finally launched today, man. These, I'm excited about this fantasy football thing that's going on now. It's not like the traditional fantasy football where you draft a team and you just get a team and it's kind of autopilot during the season. You just hope and wish that all your players do well and you come out on top. This one is an opportunity for us people that's doing fantasy football to be more in interactive with uh, your draft class and being able to move things around to have a power-up card a power-up card to be able to give your quarterback more points, give your running back a more of uh, advantage of getting more points when he scores or getting a certain amount of yards. And if you use my code, Team Gray, when you sign up, man, you'll get not only just three lineups, you'll be able to get additional fourth lineup to go into the season with when you draft your team. So once again, go to Smash Up Fantasy Sports to sign up and use the code, the promo code Team Gray. Don't forget that. Shout out to Smash Up Fantasy Football. It is killing. Today is the official launch day. Let's not forget that. I will make sure I bring it back to y'all again towards the end of the show. But back to my guy, Billy. You went on from Wake Forest, man. It's a tough decision for you. You went on to Maryland. You finally get to Maryland 2022, I say, right? Was it 2022? You get to Maryland. 2022. Who was there that called you and say, hey, Billy, we want you? Was it Locks? Uh, not first. It was, uh, it was coach Enos, coach Dan Enos and coach Mike Miller. You know, they, uh, they were, they're both not here anymore, but they coach Enos was the quarterback's coach and the offense coordinator. And they were coach Miller was the tight ends coach and the co-offense coordinator. And I knew both of them, um, from my brother's time being at Alabama. So they, you know, they've known me since I was probably 13, 14 years old, probably before I even started a, a varsity game in high school. Um, and both of them, I think Coach Enos was the first one that called me, and then Coach Miller shortly thereafter, just because you know I had pretty good relationships with with both those guys um, since I was you know a pretty young pretty young player. So it made it pretty easy hearing from from some familiar voices that the opportunity was here. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Walk me through that first year, man. I think that's your that's your redshirt freshman year, correct? Yeah, redshirt freshman year, man. Walk me through that year, man. Uh, you finally get to Maryland. It's almost like a ah, I'm back home. I can kind of like not chill, but more so I can relax my mind. I have a support system here. If anything goes wrong, I can always go to dad or go to mom. They're right down the road, always going to have my back. Just talk about the overall feeling, knowing that the home team brought you back. I mean, it was definitely a surreal feeling. Uh, you know, it's it was one of those feelings where going away, I didn't think Wake Forest was too far away. But then once I got the opportunity to be 35 minutes away, I'm sitting here like, dang, like this is sweet. It's really a difference. Yeah, it's really a big difference. Well, I, you know, I fully took advantage of that that summer. You know, I would, you know, have we'd have our workouts during the week. And then if, if I was feeling homesick or if I wanted to see my buddies, whatever, back home, then I'd obviously make the trip. But, you know, it was just, it was a blessing, you know, being able to be back here, being so close to family, like you said, having a support system not too far away and, and, you know, playing for the the home team, the good guys. So, it was that that summer was definitely like uh you know I got Maryland gear I had I got to put the jersey on I had the red like it was uh 
it was definitely just a, a cool experience to finally, you know, I, I was on the roster. I was a Maryland Terrapin and something that, you know, no one else could take away from me. Spring ball was huge for you, man. That was for you to get acclimated and understand the system and things. How tough was that for you, man, converting from more of a uh, triple option team where it was kind of a specific type of offense to them to now to almost like a spread offense? Yeah, I mean, it was um, – I think, like I said, I think the, the principles and the fundamentals that, you know, I learned from being in that system at Wake helped me. I would say the biggest thing I struggled with here was, like, the defensive IDs just because of how, you know, everyone has different terminologies. Mm -hmm. and things. That was like – you know, it, it probably took me two weeks of taking reps to finally realize, like, okay, when they're in a mint front, when they're in an odd front, like that's the jack. Like, because there's so much different movement, mm -hmm. moving parts in, in that and in, in our terminology here. So that was probably the hardest part. And then once from there, like, you know, I stayed up endlessly that first summer, like learning, trying to learn the playbook and drawing flashcards and drawing plays and stuff like that, just because, you know, I, I embraced that challenge. I think that was fun to learn a new playbook and, you know, definitely something that I try to take advantage of in the sense of like, you know, all this stuff is cool. Like these, you know, the play calls we have and what their intent of them are to, to try to learn that and just make as much of a mental jump as I can before I actually took any reps so that when I, you know, took some reps, I could close that gap to try to, to try to make the transition more smooth. Yeah, for sure. And I and make and learn every call, every playbook you're going to learn, man, from the college level, even to the pros, man, I, I would say for me, man, the hardest playbook I ever learned, well, I would say I still couldn't learn. Um, it's got to be the Tennessee Titans Pro Playbook, bro. I mean, it, this thing was so condensed, bro. Like every, well, we had about three that come to line and had about three calls into one play call. Like you have, <laughs> like Tannehill would come to line and call a play, and he can, 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 and, and then like, okay, 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 you're in the next play, and then he can, can, can. You like, you be hitting my center, like. What's the play? I forgot yeah. the third play. Like it's not only just two; it's three plays. Three plays. And, all, and, and, and it's sometimes all is predicated on looks and, and angles and things that we all know about ball. But um, a lot of things was to get Derrick Henry the ball. That's yeah. Right. It was to get Derrick Henry the ball, and yeah. it was just like, bro, what about us, bro? We can't think straight, bro. Our minds are going crazy up here. Yeah. But I mean, I know the feeling, man. How tough playbooks can get, man. And then, and as the installs continue to pile up, man, it feels like you get buried sometimes, man. It's like, oh my gosh, bro, I can never just catch up. Like rewind, day one again, day one again. Let's get the regular inside zone all over again. Like yeah. it's tough, man. And um. I know that feeling, man. That's why I enjoy doing podcasts and talking to guys that play because it's like seeing what y'all be saying in y'all heads and thinking, like, bro, I felt the same way. And yeah. I promise you, you ain't the only one to feel that way. Uh, even and, um, no, matter, no matter how much work I put in that first summer here to try to learn that, like, and I knew it too, but I, but that also was my motivation. No matter how much I try to learn this playbook, like, when we get into fall camp and we're doing an install every day or every two days and them things start piling up, it's still going to be overwhelming. So that, yes. just, that just pushed yes. me to try to – closing that gap as much as I can and, and be as familiar as possible with it as I can, even though, you know, I still faced a ton of growing pains. Yeah. I'm telling you how important is getting reps, man. Cause I mean, I was a guy that, that hated doing things on board, on the board, man. I feel like yeah. I, I liked on the board just to see it, but sometimes I have to go actually play it. Yeah. To see how it play out because I have to see how it moves yep. because sometimes like just looking on the boards, like, it's almost hard to say he's going to be right there. They but only, what, what if what if they stem in the middle of play? Well, who's my guy now? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like you have your rules, but sometimes the rules can get con conflicted when things move out a different way. They're, I mean, it, it's sometimes really challenging, bro, to really yeah. ID certain things. And as a quarterback, I used to love to get with my quarterback and center because, like, well, as a QB, Tannehill or whether it was Rocklisberger or 
uh, Trevor Lawrence when he first came in. Well, Trevor Lawrence is like a little different thing because he was real young. He didn't really know. But like Ben Roethlisberger, to get with him and Pouncey. And I was like, well, what are you looking at? That system there was so easy, bro. I mean, it was easy. Like it was drop back pad, 50, 60, 70 protection. That's it. You yep. know what I mean? And that all it was, it was like front side guys. If a 50-man pro, front side guys, they, they're man on, backside slides. Center left guard, left tackle slides. But 52 wow. protection. Front side, uh, man on, backside slide. slide. You know what yep. I mean? And 53, man on left side, right yep. side slide. You know what I mean? And we always point the mic, mic, front side mic. That's it. We know it. We had all these guys. The quarterback has the other guy if he comes. Yeah. Or we throw hot. And if he's lined up in the A gap, we squeeze it. The front squeeze side squeezes it. it. Yep. And he throws off the edge. That That's it. But um, sometimes things get a little funky up there. You be like, whoa, 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 tow, tow. We didn't see this look all week. It gets crazy, Billy. I'm telling you, it gets crazy up there. I know you know. I mean, I know you had that. Uh, well, I would say, what was like your welcome to college football moment, man? You thrown into the fire. I mean, I know your first year you got there. You started two games. Let's go through. Let's go through. You appeared in seven games, but let's talk about the two games you started, and one being Northwestern. Let's talk about that, man. In 2022, you started that game. What was what was that like, man? That was uh, you know, that was definitely tough, just because you know every other time I'd gotten into a game this season, it was like I got thrown into the fire fire for like you know besides a couple you know we were we were killing a team, you know Michigan, Indiana, like it was coming and you know we need you right now, like whatever the ball is rolling, the the game is already going, it's obviously still a game. So that Northwestern game was just different. I wouldn't say it was like too much harder, but it was different because it's like you're playing a full game now. So like, yeah, those nerves. Like I don't, you know, if people remember that game, like those first two drives, I think, or maybe the, the second and third drive, we had two two plays back to back. I probably threw the ball sixty and sixty five yards because, like, as I would tell people, like my piss was hot. Like I was, you know, it was my first career start. I was yeah. like, I was. They called a couple shot plays, and I was ready to to, to let one rip. So that was just tough. It's just I think. <laughs> like four or five drives in that game, I got a little bit more calmer. Where the other games, when I came in at the end, it was like I was pretty calm. You know, I knew the game was, I kind of knew the situation, whether we were down, up, whatever. Like it was tough, but I just went in there and, and tried to stay as relaxed as possible. Where, you know, when you're starting your first game, you got, there were so many more distractions that week to deal with. Then you got, you got all these cameras in your face pregame. Like you got, there's just so much more external stuff. You go through a full warm up, taking all the one reps, taking all the throws, knowing like, okay, I'm about to start. And then when you finally go out there for that first drive, it's like this isn't the fourth quarter where you know you got to come in and, and run four minute offense or whatever it is. Like you got to relax, you got to get back to neutral, you got to go through your reads, know the openers and stuff like that. So it was just tough to to kind of relax a little bit. And then I think once we got into like the the second to last drive of the first quarter or last drive of the first quarter, I kind of got into a groove a little bit and we were able to move the ball. But it was definitely just that beginning of just knowing like. You ain't coming out here just to, to let one rip. You got to relax and and just you know it's a four quarter game. Who put the toughest hit on you, man? When you when, when all your playing days here in college, who was like, oh, he got me with a good hit, man? What team was that? Like a welcome I to say, college football. I would say my welcome as you know my welcome to college football moment. He was actually my my roommate. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were playing. It was because of my roommate. We were playing at UNC Charlotte two years ago. We were up like maybe fifty six to twenty one or something. I was in the fourth quarter. Um, we called an RPO play, an outside zone RPO play, where I was reading the backside inside linebacker, and we were trying to throw a little pop route to Rakeem Jarrett. We wanted, you know, we wanted to get him some touches, get, and obviously let me let me throw to him at the end of the game. And it was coming from the timeout, so we called the play. Everyone knew what the play was. We were all good. Outside zone, 
the outside zone call, we weren't going to block the backside inside linebacker. That was so. So you say y'all run the RPO. So I'm assuming if you at quarterback, y'all run an RPO to the right or to the left. To the right, run the left half. So, so you run it to the right, but you're reading the backside in and linebacker. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm okay. reading the backside linebacker. The back, the the left guard and left tackle are manning on their two okay. guys. Okay, you read that backer. Okay, the backer. Let's yeah. say, okay. So we go, we go up to set up. I think we motion across, whatever. I say set go. My roommate or my old roommate at the time, he he ended up transferring to TCU. Colton Deary. He's playing left guard. He just completely lets the D tackle go and goes to block the linebacker because he thinks it's just outside zone where. So I go, the linebacker flows. I pull the ball to step up and throw this ball to Rakeem Jarrett, where probably if I get it off, he's probably still running to this day because there was nobody around him. Yeah. Get like guy picks me up, boom, slam on my head, like no starch bleeding, slap. Like first time I'm like, dang, man. Like it was like it was like second down. So now it's like third and 14. I get up and I look at Colton and I'm just like, dude, like not to play from the sideline. Like, what do you like? outside zone so that was probably my first hit where i was like i you know one of those ones where you kind of open your eyes like dang but i get up and then like a player or two later the ref's like your nose is bleeding you got to go out and i'm sitting there like what are you talking about and i couldn't sure enough just running down my, my face but that was probably the first one where i you know had to get up and gather myself a little bit oh man everybody had that welcome to college football moment man and uh Oh man, I mean, I feel like I had a ton of those, bro. Like, I mean, oh man, I mean, I think all mine's always had my welcome to college moments. Probably, um, dang, like, um, they were probably so bad you forgot them. That's yes, right. it was. I feel like it was so many. I feel like one of my most embarrassing moments of college football had to be, man. I think it was my junior year, man. We playing against Nick Bosa, Nick oh, Bosa cool. at Ohio State. We go on the road. It's real loud in the horseshoe, bro. I'm talking about, bro. I, I, I told this story to DJ Glaze, by the way. I told this story to DJ. I told him he had to have an embarrassing moment that you just felt bad. And you look at your quarterback like, I'm so sorry, bro. I owe you whatever <laughs> you want, bro. Like, it, it's like one of those moments. Like, bro, I'm sorry, <laughs> Billy. Like, whatever you want, my whole stamp's still in your, in your car. My NIL, you can have it all. I promise you, I'm so sorry. So, our quarterback, Max Bortenslager, bro. Like, match Tyrell Pigham is hurt. Kasim Hill is hurt. All, for some reason, all our QBs used to get hurt back in the day. Y'all have the best quarterback room we ever seen in our lives, like the best hands down. But all our quarterbacks stay hurt. All of them had ACLs and knees and ankles. Bo- Max Bordeslog is probably to be fifth string or fourth string quarterback. I don't know. He he was at the bottom of the list. So my thing is we're going into the horseshoe on the road, nervous, nervous. I'm talking about he's nervous. You can look at his face. He's red. He's sitting there looking like he don't even want to play. And I'm sitting there like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, Max is okay, bro. I know they got um, who they had like Denzel Ward and all those guys. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, they was loaded. I mean, they had Bosa's and the Sam Hubbards and all. That's okay. We got you. First play, we going, we going to silent cadence, bro. Silent cadence almost is so bad for offensive line because our opponent is here, but we looking here, here so yep. we don't know what's going there because we have to see the ball. Yeah. Because now it's like usually offense has an advantage. Now right. we don't. Now we both are even. Yep. So I'm looking at Bosa and I'm seeing him getting at track stands and he's like tipping off offsides already. He's already tipping offsides. So I'm like, oh my god. So in my <laughs> head, I look at the ball. I look again. I look at the ball, and I look. He's already gone. Said, "Oh, I didn't even see the ball snap, bro." Like the ball snapped. Everybody's panicking, and I'm like, "Bro, we run it back." And I literally get a hip of Bosa. He's running around. He ah tips the ball out of Max Bornslog. I'm like, 
he should have just stepped up. I'm feeling yeah. mad about myself. I'm like, just step up. Then I look to the film. Everybody got killed. We all got yeah. killed. Ball got tipped out because of Bosa. He smacks it out of his hand. He don't hit the quarterback. He just tips the ball out. And number 17, I, think, I don't know who it is. Number 17, he plays for the um, Miami Dolphins. Number 55, Baker, Jerome Baker or something like that. I think yeah. that was him. I think that's him now. He played for the Dolphins. He scooped it up and just took it in for touchdown. I go on the sideline. I'm sitting there like, man, I don't even want to play anymore. <laughs> the horseshoe is crazy. I know, I know, I know Twitter is going off. It's like gray sucks. I hate him. I let KG comes over there. It was like, hey, just put it behind you. I'm like, bro, like my stock is going down, bro. My draft stock is going down. I'm like, I supposed to kill this guy, bro. Bose is not this good as everybody say. He is really good, as they say. But, but man, uh, long story short, man, we go back out there. He was signing the rest of the game. I was like, all right, bro. But it only takes a D-line to make one good play, and he's remembered forever. And I'm like, oh, yeah. what about the rest of the plays? We blocked him. He never got to the quarterback, but no one remembers that. I'm like, okay, great. But that was one of the moments I was like, bro. And I was like, a, I think I was a senior or a junior. I was an older guy, and I was so pissed about that, bro. And I was like, that's one play I will not forget. I always, I, that was like probably my worst one. I was like, bro, I freaking hate that play, bro. Me? Yep, I, yep. Yeah. The fact is, I probably can go to his Instagram page, bro, and he probably still has that picture on his page, bro. Like, it's crazy. But, um, posted it, huh? Yes, he posted it. Nick Bosa posted this back in the day, bro. Like, I thought, y'all wait a second, I'm gonna go get this embarrassing photo, Uh and it is right. Oh my gosh, there it is, the lucky photo. Oh, oh, he's beating me right there, man. Oh. Is right there. He's he beating me. He didn't tag you, though, so it don't count. He didn't tag, <laughs> he didn't tag <laughs> me. Nowadays, I'll tag him. And then you're oh, man, bro. Bro, college football was crazy, bro. We had some dogs back in that league, man, the Big Ten, which it is still is now, man. Yeah. So, we'll get back in there, man. What is the hottest thing you feel like you had to adjust, man, getting from Maryland, from Wake Forest to Maryland, just overall as a student and as a player? I would say really, you know, my role, you know, when I was my one season at Wake Forest, like I didn't play at all. I never, I think, yeah, there was only really probably one game where I could have gotten in and, you know, I didn't travel most weeks. So at first I was pretty like, you know, obviously as a freshman, you know, you come in, like you're pretty bummed like that, you know, that sucks. And I remember telling my dad, we would talk about it and he's just like, you know, you're never going to get this off. Like you're never going to have a free weekend, you know, when they're on the road and stuff. And I got to hang out and go see my buddies from home or whatever. He's like, you're never going to get this again. And then when I came here, you know, obviously the, the whole reason I came here was I was going to have a chance to, to be the backup and, and win that job in, in fall camp. So that was when that was probably the biggest adjustment is like, yeah. now getting, you know, things are real. You got to be in tune with the game plan. You got to watch just as much film as a starter. You got to have all the the boxes checked so that if you do have to play Saturday, you don't go out there and, and embarrass I'm telling yourself. you, please be always be prepared because the way our field is, I don't know what back in then when we played was Bird Stadium, then it went to Capital One Stadium and now CQ Stadium. Man, I don't know what it is, but Bird Stadium was, it was a glitch on that field. Something, oh, yeah. it took all of our knees. Like it took everybody's knees and it rolled over to Capital One Field. I'm glad they switched the name because now they had to remake that field. So yeah. you have to be ready because I mean, at one point we had to play with a quarterback, play with a, uh, a linebacker, as I called it, yep. as a quarterback. I remember and, uh, that. that was like in 2013. Like that was yeah. a long time ago, but yep. it was crazy, bro. But um, yeah, man, um, transfer from Maryland to Wake, man. What is the biggest difference between those two? Um, I would say definitely a big difference is the, just the type of ball between the Big Ten and the ACC. You know, like my brother was my brother obviously was a grad assistant here. He was here a year before I got here, and he used to tell me like, 
about Big Ten ball and just how, you know, the linemen are bigger and the, the tight ends are bigger. And it's just there's bigger ball in the Big Ten. Like you have to have those guys. And I always used to like not believe them really or obviously push them aside because my one year at Wake Forest, we were 11 and three. Like we were ranked in the top 15 most of the year. We were pretty good. And then when I came here, I was like, I told him, I was like, damn, dude, I was like, you're right. Like there's obviously like tight ends and the big guys, both offense and defense. Like, you know, there, there's definitely a difference between the Big Ten and the ACC. That was probably the biggest thing where I was like, whoa, whether, you know, it don't matter who, what team you are in the Big Ten, like the guys are just bigger. You have to have those type of caliber players to to go play on Nebraska, at, at Nebraska in November on the road and be able to run the ball to win the game. Like, things of that nature where that was probably the biggest thing where I, you could tell the difference between the big tens type of football and the, and the ACC. For sure. That's fair, man. You ain't lying about that, man. The size of the big 10 is hectic. These guys are huge, man. We're going to move on to this season, man. The most incredible season, man. One of the best seasons I've seen for my eyes has been a player in Maryland. And up to this point, this is the best season I've ever seen Maryland have production-wise. And I still feel like I should have had nine wins, but it's okay. That's for another topic. But but you're all oh, y'all off the five and no, man. I don't know if you know the history, man. That's the that's the first time since 2001. You might have known. Man, what's that feeling like, man? Being five and no and the whole world is rallying behind the Maryland Turfs. It was good, you know. It was um like Coach Locks would always talk about, you know, we obviously put a lot of work into the offseason, and it was no surprise that we started off five and oh with, you know, the amount of work we put in and the, and the chemistry we had on both sides of the ball and, and how we were clicking. So it was it was definitely a good feeling. You know, the thing with me, just kind of how I'm wired, it's like, I, and it's probably like a bad thing. You know, that's something I, I I try to stay in the moment and enjoy the moment. But like, as soon as you get the next, as soon as you get that win, I'm, I was always thinking about the next one because like that, you know, that thing creeps upon you fast. And obviously you want to enjoy the win in the moment, but it's like, okay, we're three and oh, now who do we got to play? Oh, we got to go on the road and play Michigan state. who We haven't beaten at Michigan State since like 1955 or whatever it was. So that was just kind of my my mentality where, yeah, probably looking back how how we are now, like I didn't enjoy being 5-0 and enough, but I think that was that was just my mindset and a lot of guys on the team mindset of like, okay, we're 5-0, and how can we get to 6-0? and Who, you know, who's in our way now and and things of that nature. So, it was definitely tough, you know, the fan support, the student section, um, you know, all that all those things were unmatched. They were unreal. You could definitely feel the the vibes were good in College Park, I would say. For sure, for sure. Man, y'all went on, man. Y'all had a y'all was having a five and no road, man. Y'all was going the road, man. Y'all was going. I'm talking about beating the Hoosiers. And I was like, it was a blow. I was like, whoa, these guys are for real. Yeah. Man, how what, what would you say your role is this season, man? Well, you know, obviously it's evolved a little bit with with the short yardage package, but as the backup quarterback, like you said, just staying ready. And that was something I learned very quickly in 2022. Um, you know, obviously this year I haven't haven't had to come in as much and and play any time as I did in 2022, but that's, you know, that's the nature of the business. And, and as the backup quarterback, I, you know, I just try to stay ready as much as possible and, and obviously be a team player to where, you know, if coach Gaddis and, and the coaches come in on Mondays, they say, Hey, Billy, we got a short yardage package for you for whatever, you know, whatever the case is. I'm, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Like whatever you need me, whether it's the quarterback sneak, whether it's putting me in shotgun and running some inside zone, whatever the thing was, you know, I just tried to to create value for myself. I even, you know, there was a point in, in time this season when I was maybe going to have to hold. So whatever I had to do really to, to help us win, uh, whether that was coming to play quarterback, going and run the ball, you know, whatever the case was, that's just, that's kind of, I think the, the mentality I've taken on this year and, and the role that I've embraced is just, Whatever they need me to do, I'm going to do as long as we win. 
For sure, man. And uh, that's a great mentality to have. How antsy do you get on the sideline when it's like fourth and goal or, oh my God. One or short yardage moments yeah. and they, Billy, they call your name. Stop. I, I, I know, and it's like third and third and three. <laughs> him be runs and falls just short. Oh, how you expected to call call your name out there? Those, so yeah, the nerves for that are like I would say after the past, you know, I what they say I have five touchdowns on you know the little tush push in the past two weeks. Like now I'm a lot more comfortable with it. But we ran that. If people remember, we ran it like Charlotte game earlier in the year and. First one I went in there on, I think, like third and one at the 20, I fumbled. And luckily, Roman picked it up and we got the first down. And then I was like, oh, this is done. Like, you know, no more short yardage package. That same drive, we're, st- we're stopped on the half-yard line, fourth and goal. They put me in to run it again. We end up scoring it. And then Ohio State ran the short yardage, got got stopped. And from then, it was kind of – they took me out. They were like, you know, everyone knows when I go in the game, I'm probably going to run the ball. So it wasn't until really, like, the Michigan week, like, you know, that that – Tush push is in our game plan, but it wasn't in our game plan, if that makes sense, to where I'm standing there next to my brother. Um, He gave me, you know, he gave me a binder to write down the play call. And from my perspective, because I was most of the time stand behind our offense, either behind our offense or behind the defense to where I have a good look of what's going on. So he's like, you know, write down what you think their their coverage is, if they're bringing pressure so we can try to get a beat on what they're calling. I was like, all right, which I don't always like to do because I like to stay in the game. I like to be like engaged to where if at any moment I got to go, I'm ready. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, he's been asking me to do this for a lot of the season. So I started doing it. I'm standing next to uh, our offense line analyst, uh, Coach Swaba, and he would tell me to play call. And I'd be like, okay, I, you know, whatever. We talk about the defensive structure. And it was fourth and goal against Michigan. And we were at like a TV timeout. They were reviewing, I think Colby McDonald ended up being short. And I hear my brother yell, Billy, on the like, out. He takes heads off, he yells, Billy. And I'm like, and my back's to him, I'm like, no way he's calling Billy, right? Like, you know, we haven't run this thing in like four weeks. Like, Nah, this ain't me. And then, because we also have Sean Greeley, who's, you know, in, a, in the short yardage package, especially at the goal line, too. So I'm like, oh, maybe he's yelling Greeley. And he yells Billy again. So I turn around and I'm holding the binder still. And he's looking at me. He's like, let's go. And I'm like, what? Throw the binder there. I walk, I, walk to, I walk out to him. And he just grabs the binder from me. He's like, wristband 22. He's like, go finish it. I was like, oh, God. So I went out there, called the play in the huddle. Obviously, you know, the, the, the offensive line was like, let's go, Billy. Like, we punching this thing in with or without you. I was like, all right. And probably the best thing I did before that first one was as I broke the huddle, walked up, let everyone get set. I just I stared in front of me, the center right here. I just took a deep breath, put my hands under, said said hut, and I I you know took my drop set and, and rode the wave and got pushed in. And after that, I had all the confidence in the world to where they, called, like, they called me times and was like, give me chills. So that was the biggest. That was probably those things. Those moments were definitely nerve wracking, but. After that first one, you know, I just I did it every time. Even the two weeks this past week at Rutgers, I as soon as I walk up there, I take a deep breath and try to relax myself because I think you know that was my issue when I first did it against UNC Charlotte was I was too like trying to get the ball and go. Yeah, well, I you know I've watched probably a hundred clips of Jalen Hurts do this. You know, my brother and and coaches put it put a little cut up for me. So after watching that, I was like, all right, I was like, just get the snap. Obviously, you know, I'm I'm a bigger guy, so let the guys behind me push me and, and I'll, you know, everything else will take care of itself. So those are definitely some, some, you know, surreal moments where I'm sitting here, like, there's no way I, they're, they're calling me right now, but out. <laughs> no, for sure, man, man, it was a big weekend ruckus, man. The birthplace of uh, college football, of course, y'all improved y'all record of seven and five, but it was another bit, another big record band broke with Talia, man. Talia being an all time 
Big Ten passing leader of all time, man, and um, him passing Curtis Painter, the uh, former uh, Purdue uh, Boilermaker quarterback back in the day. Man, how 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 impressive is that for for Talia, man? That it was honestly something where, like, after the game, because people had talked about it a little bit before, like he needed you know two seventy or whatever going in, but it wasn't for me until after the game where you really see that on paper, like you see he's thrown for like eleven thousand career yards or whatever it was, and I'm like, dang, like. Obviously, you know, me, like I've thrown for maybe 400 career yards. So I'm sitting here like, holy crap. Like it just made me have a greater sense of appreciation for being in the same room as him. And to see there and watch, you know, some of the big games he's had this year, he's thrown for three, 400 yards. It's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd be dumb if, you know, we got one, I got one game with him, you know, another month left of being in the same room as him is if I don't take all the knowledge that he has for, for my own, you know, well-being to for whenever I get the chance to play but that was that was such a you know an unreal moment he obviously broke it I think at the end of the first half or early second half and obviously no one really I don't think anyone said much about it that I could hear but it was good to for him to have the the moment he did in the locker room and, and to see him have you know the moment he did with his family and to get the game ball like that's you know that ain't my record but that's something that I'll never forget obviously yeah for sure so it was just it was just a really cool experience to watch him and, and I'm obviously very very happy for him that he was able to get that. Man, man, I know it's going to be tough, man, to lose your brother, man. For him, man, he's a senior. He's moving on. But uh, it, what, what better person to learn from, man, this whole year, man, to sit behind a guy that's broke the Big Ten record. Yeah, that's the Maryland history record with a Big <laughs> Ten worldwide. I mean, think about all the great quarterbacks yeah, that came to the Big Ten. I'm Drew Brees, Sean Brady's. Like, Those, what? That's what? the – when you see that on Twitter and you're like, holy crap. You're like – and, like, just the the – the magnitude of it and the – you see the number and you're just like, there's no way, like, it's going to be hard for someone to even come I, close to touching that. I mean, I'm just looking at the number like, bro, like, that's a crazy number, bro. Like, he played one year Alabama. He only played Maryland with three years? I think technically three and a half because COVID, he only played like four games. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like, he yeah, didn't even play – like, yo, he didn't even play four or five years here. Like, Yeah, exactly. And crazy. That you know the nature of, of college football wow. now with with you see all these starting quarterbacks transfer. I'm like, yeah, no one's gonna stay at a at a place long enough to even come close to that. Like, man, it's got to be crazy, man. Well, so man, knowing, with the knowledge of knowing that this is Talia last year, man, I know you're assuming, man. What is your thoughts about the QB job next year? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the the we got good guys in the room. Obviously that the competition is going to be open. I have no clue. You know, the, the, the transfer portal is obviously a thing and, and I have no clue what our plans, if, if they're going to bring one in from that. But regardless of the situation, I think, you know, if it was just between me and the guys in the room now, me, Cam, Jaden champ. Um, and, you know, I think we're bringing one or two in from, from high school. It's, it's anyone's job, you know, and I think all of us have, have are putting ourselves in good spots to, to go take it. You know, obviously, uh, Cam played a little bit this year in the first game. I played, you know, a, some of my first two years here. So I'm excited for it. You know, I think the the one thing about that being an open competition is is competition, you know, breeds excellence. And we're going to push each other and make each other better regardless of who wins the job, which is, you know, I think the the thing that I'm most excited for is just to get better and, you know, have have that guy like, you know, I witnessed it a lot when I was at Wake Forest with with the the layout of the room we had there of just guys pushing each other and competing but also at the end of the day, like, you know, we're in the same room. We're on the same team. We're brothers. You know, we're going to have each other's back and and be our brother's keeper. But when we're in between the lines, you know, we got to make each other better. That's that's only going to better the the team and and help us, you know, put us in the best position to to win as many games. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm, you know, I'm excited for it. And, you know, we just got to get an opportunity, take advantage of it and roll. Man, for sure, man. And um, 
as we ready to wind down on this podcast, man, it's been fun, man. We're going to get into a little bit of the bowl, uh, bowl week, man. How, how has the week been, man, with this bowl week coming up? How has it been since the conclusion of the Rutgers game? What, what has been the week been like? Yeah, it's been good so far. We had a couple days off. Um, now, you know, we're, we have two uh, kind of player-ran practices, mini practices at the end of the week, and then they'll give us the weekend off. And then I think next week we're kind of back to a some more cement schedule. We had a, a team meeting earlier this week that kind of gave us the overview um, we'll obviously find out what bowl game we make it into Sunday afternoon after, you know, selection show and all that things. But I think next week we're practicing like two or three times, some lighter stuff. Like you said, now we're, we're going back through day and in, day one install to try to help, you know, guys like me, older guys go through and, and, you know, remember all that stuff. And then also younger guys, because, you know, coach locks always says the, the bowl game is, you know, in his mind, in our eyes, the 2023 season's over. And this bowl game that we're going to play here in the next couple of weeks is the start of the 2024. So 100%. going back, going back through the those first couple insults to get those young guys ready. Cause you know, last year we had to have guys like Shalik Knotts, uh, Octavian Smith jr. Score the only touchdown in, in the bowl game and to help us win that we had to have freshmen, you know, guys come in and, and step up and make plays. And I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll have to have the same thing this year. So just getting those guys ready and, and trying to keep, you know, not let us get too uh, relaxed with some days off, but obviously give our bodies some, some winding down time, but you know, it'll be a quick turnaround before we got to head to, to where we play this bowl game and, and get ready to go for get sure. for sure, man. How fun would it be to be playing Las Vegas, man, for the Las Vegas bowl? Oh, yeah. I'm uh <laughs> we'll I know you guys see. probably been hearing about that. Yeah, we that's definitely, you know, that one I think Phoenix and you know, there's a couple others, but that one definitely, you know, it'd be should be a fun time. Get to play a Pac 12 opponent. I, I think right now they're saying either USC or, or Utah, Utah, which yep. are both both obviously high quality opponents. So It'll be fun, you know the the those bowl games. Obviously, you know you play you play good teams, you play in good bowl games, you get all the gifts and things. But it's really just a, a fun experience. You know, you're you're taking a team trip for a week essentially, where you get to practice, you get to do all these activities. It's it's good. You know, you make a lot of memories there. That you know, it's for some of these guys, it's going to be their last college football game ever. So that's that's a fun experience as it is to to go there and you know to finish up the season strong and and start the new the new season off the right way. It'll be. I'm looking forward to it. Bowl games are usually fun. You know, we got we got a bunch of fun guys on the team, and I'm sure they'll have some fun activities set up for us. So I'm looking forward to it. No, for sure, man. I mean, hey, bowl games always been fun. I, had, I was lucky to play in two. In the bowl games, we lost both of them. But uh, we played one the Foster Farm Bowl against Christian uh, Christian McCaffrey back in the day. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, those guys, man, of a Levi Stadium, man, it was crazy. Our little, our little bowl festivities, man, with like Alcatraz. And we yep. practiced over over the bridge in Oakland. Like, it was fun, man, just being able to go practice on someone else's field, doing yeah. a day, see some palm tree. It was, it was lit, man. It was a great time. Of course, we lost, man. Uh, Stanford put it on us, and then uh, the next bowl games, probably I think our junior year, we uh, won six games by the skin of our teeth. Won six of them, and uh, we played in like the, the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit against Boston yeah. College, man. And um, of course, that was another loss. So uh, yeah, well, yeah hey. man, I, I haven't won one before. So uh, right, we'll have to we'll have to get one for you in a couple weeks. But bowl games are hard, man. People people don't yeah. understand how hard it is to win six games and call, especially in the Big Ten. Man, Boston, it's tough, man. So. Whenever you get that chance to to get it, you know, to get a bowl game and get another opportunity, you got to be you got to be grateful for it and you got to take advantage of it. For sure, man, you got to get it, man. But man, Billy, I don't want to take up too much of your time, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. I, I really do, man. It was fun, yeah. man. It was fun learning about your experience, man. For sure, man. Anything else you want to lead the people? No, I'm good, man. Just stay tuned. We'll see where we go for the bowl game, and uh, you know, keep the support rolling. We appreciate all you guys. Oh, for sure, man. All right, Billy, man. I'll catch up with you. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Appreciate it. You too. Well, right there, man, concludes the episode. Once again, 
Happy Friday, everybody. We made it. I told y'all this was going to be an exciting episode, man. This guy right here is full of love, man, full of fun. And once again, what I learned from this guy today, man, he's a he's a team guy. He's about the success of the team before himself. He does, he was so happy for Talia, man, to win that war. It almost gave him chills to see his brother, man, all of it, all the work he's put in, man, to say, wow, man, I literally play in the same room as this guy, man. Like, he really cared more about his teammate than himself. And that's one thing I can really say I really appreciate about Billy, man. That's going to make him a hell of a player because when you appreciate your other teammates, you learn from those guys. You don't close off your ears and not listen to what other people think because you think you're better. You open ears always to learn more and more. And he's going he's gonna to be a better quarterback next year than he is, and he's more than just just a runner that we see in the short yards. All the things you see, he's more than that because he's open ears and he wants to learn and continue to get better and compete. Once again, once again, everybody, please sign up for uh, Smash Up Football Fantasy, man. Please. This app right here is one of the best right now. Just launched today, man. Use the code Team Gray. Team Gray, I say, man, get your extra fourth lineup, man, when you're drafting your team, man. You're going to sign up today, man. Get started early, man. It's the, it's the release day. Sign up, man. Let's have some fun with this, man. I'm about to make my team, and I'm about to have four lineups, and I'm about to draft me Jalen Hurts, and you got to see who else I draft. But I appreciate y'all rocking with the show. Once again, be safe. It's the weekend. Don't do nothing crazy. Get an Uber if you have to drive and drink. Get an Uber. And, yeah, I'll let y'all see you in a couple days. It was great. Got better and basically being faster, stronger, powerful, and being more explosive and man out here competing and having fun. Running behind that fight offensive line, Derwin Graves did a great job tonight. With all the guys I played with, that was a fun experience being a part of, so I had fun with it. It's definitely been fun, man, so I appreciate all the coach staff and what they've done for me. Maryland's been a great school for me.